All right. Here we go. Quiet. Welcome to the Big Picture Podcast, where we take a look at the latest movie news, the films of today and yesterday, and put them all into some sort of context. And seated across the microphone from me is Film Buff Online Editor-in-Chief and extraordinaire Rich Dries. (laughs) And seated across the microphone from me is Film Buff Online Contributing Editor and Fashion Maven... Natasha Bogutsi, how you doing? Happy Oscar night. Yes, thank you. Happy Oscars. This is the greatest night of the year for us movie fans, unless you're Chris Rock. (laughs) So we're going to go right there. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, what was that song? So anyways, Carrie it's... the musical. This is going to be a night we'll never forget. <laughs> seen nothing yet. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. It is, as we are recording this, just a few minutes after the Oscars telecast has ended. And hopefully, if you are listening to this right when we drop it uh, on Monday morning, it will be still fresh in your mind. So, of course, you... We'll be hearing about, and all of social media will probably still be buzzing about. I think it's called the slap herd around the world now. <laughs> yes, Chris Rock made a joke about Jada Pinkett having um, a very shaved down hairstyle, liking it to GI Jane, the um, the wonderful drama with Demi, Demi Moore and Viggo mm-hmm. Mortensen made in the uh, was the nineties, right? Yeah, yeah, late nineties. Um, it's a rough ride, but, uh, ill-timed <laughs> yeah. joke. Um, and apparently, uh, Will Smith took offense at it, walked up on stage, slapped Chris Rock, walked back off stage and then sat down and said, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Yeah. Um, we get the exact translation because other, other, uh, television presentations in other countries did not send, uh, did not, uh, hit the panic button and drop the sound out of everything the way it happened here in the u.s with abc but But then of course outlets like deadline hollywood picked up the uncensored version and it is now available to you on um, (laughs) facebook instagram tiktok twitter wherever you get your (laughs) entertainment news from Mm. believe me it's there Yes. Um, although, honestly, if you could read lips, you <laughs> pretty much knew what yeah, the Will only, Smith was saying. Well, now, the reading lips mm-hmm. part, the only thing I caught was uh, fucking and wife, and that was it. I, I was able to make out you know, wife's name out of your mouth. You yeah. know, I was like, oh, he was not happy with that joke. Yeah. And I think, you know, that becomes the thing. And it was a, interesting from, uh, you know, it's just stepping back from that moment, watching all of that play out over social media for about 15, 20 minutes, how it kind of bubbled up. Everybody was like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Uh, pr- pretty much was what my reaction was onto uh, Facebook. And, um, oh, I got a call from my mother in the middle of the Oscars going, <laughs> mm-hmm. my sound just cut out. I'm like, no, mom, your sound did mm-hmm. not cut out. ABC decided you didn't need to hear Here Will was. Smith dropping F-bombs at <laughs> 1030 at night. Yeah. Uh, well, it's past watershed. <laughs> That's Wait, cool. does America have it? No. Damn it. We don't. Well, we um, need to get it. I know. But it was interesting because, you know, suddenly everybody's like, oh, my God. You know, people are like, was that just assault? Did we just witness an assault mm-hmm. on national television live? And then people were just like, 
popping up to say, hey, remember, Jada Smith has... Um, An autoimmune disease. Yeah, alopecia. Yeah. And that's why her hair is, uh, you know, shaved down like that. And, okay, but, A, it's the Oscars. B, we see women sporting a lot of hairstyles at the Oscars. You mentioned that we saw a lot of short haircuts anyways well, I've been earlier seeing, in the evening. Yes, but I've right? been seeing that trend happening for the the last few months, particularly mm-hmm. like the actresses from Euphoria who had long, gorgeous hair. They all kind of went for a chop this season. Yeah. Uh, Ariane so, was, I noticed. So if, if Will Smith didn't know about Jada Smith's condition. You mean, and, um, you mean um, Chris uh, Rock? Excuse me, Chris Rock. If Chris Rock didn't know about Jada Smith's uh, condition... A, was he under any kind of obligation to have known? Was he supposed to know that the medical histories of all 4,000 people in the Kodak Theater? And B, is this an honest mistake he could have made? But she's been extremely vocal about it since December. I have not heard anything about it. But then again, I avoid celebrity gossipy news stuff like that. It it generally, unless, unless I, it filters into me because of... It's part of a project. Yeah. You know, I, um, I don't know, and I kind of distance myself. I don't care. I, I didn't. I, I'd heard of it before, but mm-hmm. it was it was not something that I'd really taken. Like I didn't know of the uh, the symptoms and the side effects of having such uh, a disease. Mm-hmm. Um. So I didn't put two and two together with the the hair being part of that, um, which is an honest mistake on my part I, I didn't know what could coincide with said disease and that might have been the same thing that chris rock ran into or not who mm-hmm. knows um given the look on his face i'm gonna say he didn't know it was an honest mistake and to be honest if he's not apologizing to will smith backstage right now because he's scared for his life uh who knows <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, obviously, you know, 15 minutes later, Will wins Best Actor for King Richard. And Did his... you notice how fast they dropped that banner, though, during his speech? Mm-mm. You didn't notice that? No. Well, I was typing up half the uh, coverage yeah, I know. for the site, okay. too, so at well, the same time. Okay. Midway through it, and I thought you saw me reacting. While he was still talking, they dropped the big oscars banner and completely wiped him out and then we're cutting between back and forth between the banner and uh the william the the actual william sisters yeah Yeah, the graphic okay yeah i did notice that yeah they did go back at the end of the speech but it was Mm -hmm. a case of i don't know we can't i don't know if that was a control room screw up or not that's i don't think that was a control room screw up because there's a difference between doing it once and doing it two or three times back and forth. Um, I think there was a part of it going, maybe he's turning this into a little too much of publicity planning for tomorrow to defend what he just did. And we are going to focus a little more on the Williams sisters and the life and legacy that this film is supposed to represent. Did somebody come out, whisper something into his ear while he was talking? Don't know. I haven't seen anything that suggested that. Um, You know, and we were both on social media trying to figure out, and there was postings from people who were in the theater who were like, that was way worse than what you saw on TV. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, I, I honestly think it was an honest mistake 
on Chris Rock's part. Yeah, he comes out. He has to. He's doing some crowd work. He's just seeing people, and he has to make a joke quick. Um, if he had known, I'm sure he wouldn't have done anything like that. But you're also coming at it from a stand-up comedian's standpoint of, mm-hmm. with all due respect, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Nowadays, you have to be careful whose toes you step on. That may be true, but... Um, it was I'm, not... I'm, sure, it may, well, I'm pr- pretty certain it, it was an honest mistake. Yes. Either way... D- I still seeing think it in front Will of the Smith wo- overreacted. I do. I, I, abs- yes, I, b- was, I believe this should have been backstage. Yeah. Afterwards, you just go backstage and hey, dude. If he this was going to bitch slap him, is. do it backstage. This is what the story is. I didn't appreciate it. Give him a chance to apologize. No. That was, it was uncalled for. No. Um, it wasn't. And honestly, I can't think of and Slapping any- him was a, hard, well, a lot worse than punching him. Because that's just adding insult to injury. Yeah, it's almost like a disrespect thing as mm-hmm. opposed to just a punch thing. Yeah. Um, I'm racking my brains, and I have been for like 20 minutes now. I can't think of anything anywhere near like this happening at the Oscars ever, mm. ever. And, and the worst part about it I, tomorrow I, 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 is there were a lot of really wonderful moments that happened tonight. Mm-hmm. And that blew them all out of the water in not a good way. Casta Paul, Amy Schumer came out. She didn't know where to go from there. She, she at least was able to address it somewhat comedically. She tried. Did I, did I miss something? There, Why is the vibe different? You know, I, she, I give her credit for she trying. She tried, but mm-hmm. even she was awkward as hell after that. Yeah. Everyone was awkward. Oh, yeah. There was no was, fixing that. I don't think it... And, you know, and unfortunately, yeah, that was right before Questlove won for Best Documentary for um, Summer of Soul. Soul. And, um, Summer Soul, yeah. And, which is a great film. So it sucks that he got that overlooked on him. You know, I, I feel bad for him for that. Um, there, there was a lot of moments tonight that did not feel right. Okay. Obviously that, but um, well, and Liza we, Minnelli... Oh, yeah, let's, yeah, we'll get to that in a second or two. Um, And it just felt like the, even with the very heartwarming, everybody absolutely thrilled that Coda won. And um, Troy Kotzer, the reaction. Yeah, it it just kind of cast a pall over the thing. And and I thought for as much of a clusterfuck as I thought the Academy Awards were going to be because of what they were doing with eight categories. And... I'm Thank gonna, you, Ryan Johnson. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna eat a little crow on that, but also saying it was still a clusterfuck. Uh, we'll get to that in a moment too. But when Troy uh, Coster won, and when Coda took uh, the the main prize for best picture, you know, people were applauding, but they were also signing for applause, mm-hmm. and that I found incredibly. It was incredibly so moving. moving. Yeah. Yes. Um, I would, yeah, you know, it was just, it was, it was a beautiful moment. And, you know, to celebrate. I, I loved how um, the, the, la- I, I have a horrible time remembering her name. The lady from Minari who mm-hmm. won Best Supporting Actress last year yes. handed him the Oscar and then wait, then pulled it back going, oh, wait, you need you, your hands. Yes. For yeah, the that, was, that was like was one like of those so moments. I was, like, I was like, oh, you know, she was like, because, you know, you're, not used maybe she's you know i don't think most of us are used to 
um, dealing day on a day to day basis with somebody who's deaf. So something that's so normal, like oh here you won this, and you go to hand it to them. Wait a second, they need their hands for something. You have to pull that back. And you know she was just sweet, and it was. I love how she uh, apologized for (laughs) last year. throwing uh, slight bitch fits left and right about people mispronouncing her name, mispronouncing her name. See, I can't pronounce, pronounce, or pronounce, pronounce. Uh, (laughs) And uh, she gets up there, and the first thing she says is, I apologize. I know I'm probably going to do the same thing to you guys tonight. (laughs) Yes, that was absolutely adorable. It was so adorable, and it was Mm -hmm. honest. It was honest, it was true, and it was from a place of, it was from the heart. It was good. It was humility. Yeah. And we could have used that a few hours later with uh, Will Smith, maybe. Um, yeah, I will say that. I'm sorry. No, um, it, no, I. But, but yeah. So, so this, yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of these moments are being uh, over, over, overshadowed, overshadowed. And man, the um, in memoriam, the in memoriam. That was tough, but it was beautiful, though. I thought every year they they forget a few people, and um, at least this year they said, you know, hey. We couldn't ha- we didn't have room for everybody. Here's here's the website over at the Academy. Not the full tribute. Yeah, here's the full tribute with the people who we weren't able to fit into because of time constraints. Which I think is nice. Um it beats, you know, missing some and then everybody complaining about it. Um Um the opening Beyonce. Not the best way to open, guys. Um Yes, the song was up for an Oscar, but those performances are done sparsely throughout the night, whereas the open is supposed to be about the Oscars. Yes. Um, the, The ladies came out and for the first 20 to 30 minutes of their, you know jokes and and stuff i can feel the energy in the room starting to heighten like yes Mm -hmm. over the last you know three four oscars we have not had this kind of energy it is felt good we had a host back thank you we had three this year (laughs) yes and it was great but then they decide to book a performance of we need to talk about bruno may i have the stage for a second all yours thank you Mm-hmm. Just gonna sit back. This song is the most played Disney song at this point ever. Um, it has surpassed "Let It Go." Sirius XM has a channel for songs only played on TikTok, um, and this is one that is very widely done. It is one that you probably your kids or your grandkids absolutely love. So don't come out, do the first two lines, but then don't turn it over to Megan the Stallion and a few other people and have them do a song to the beat of We Need to Talk About Bruno, surrounded by the Oscars. That should have been done at the beginning of the show, not halfway through when probably any child who is watching the Oscars, if there is any child still watching the Oscars, I know I was a rarity, (laughs) Sitting there going, oh, they're going to do it. We need to talk about Bruno. And they're singing along and all of a sudden they don't know the words anymore. Yeah. They don't know what this song has suddenly become. Yeah. I know if I was a kid and, you know, if I was staying up, you know, and convincing my folks to allow me to stay up to a little bit later than usual, probably to watch the Oscars because of that song. I'd actually heard that they were going to be performing that days ago. Oh, yeah. That was that was a big 
a big draw. Big advertising point. Uh-huh. Which I always thought was funny because that's not the song that from the film that was nominated either. No, but... but so I'm like, okay, they're yeah. acknowledging that, you know, this was the big thing. And it, it may be a little a... cynical that they're advertising it as, like, everything but still. It's not only... It's one of... Apart from the song that was actually nominated, it is one of the better songs in the film. And the reasoning is, is because of the harmonies. You have eight people singing. The song is based around the idea of the one family member that we shouldn't talk about. We are always talking about. Mm -hmm. But ironically, we never talk about him. Exactly. And it's hilarious. It's a great song. Um, it's not only catchy, but it just feels right mm-hmm. in, in in the film, in its scenario. It's a great introduction to a character that doesn't show up until probably about halfway through the film. Um, and this song happens about 10 to 15 minutes before it even shows up. Um, it, it is a good song and it deserved better. Anything that should have had to do about, you know, hyping up the audience for the Oscars, you put it at the beginning of the show. Mm -hmm. Because then once you get into the categories and everything, you need to get things cracking along. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have to be something as inane as Billy Crystal's Wonderful Night for Oscars thing that he would do every year or anything like that. Just, you know, it needs something to say. It's movies. We love movies. It's time to celebrate movies. And, and, and Beyonce's song that was nominated for King Richard, Be Alive, is a fantastic song. Mm-hmm. But it's more of an anthem than it is um, a fun tune to put at the beginning to get everyone worked up and amped up for this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a poor choice. It was. Yeah. And I, I love Beyonce. Um there is also something about her that I don't like in the way that she does her music anymore. Mm-hmm. The mu- the songs are always top notch, but the way she she performs them is kind it it feels like she's the star. Surround everyone around her and it's like a cult of personality around her. And not just a cult of personality, but it almost feels like she uses people in situations to put herself up on a pedestal. And she literally did it tonight. <laughs> That's true. That no, is true. She had like a little platform. Mm-hmm. She stood oh, yeah. on while everyone else was around her. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, it was an ick factor to the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. And someone that I know actually compared it to, are we watching the Oscars or the MTV Music Awards? That's fair. That's a fair question. Yeah. I mean, so, anyways, um, I want to move on though to um, the big controversy going into the into the uh, the award show was the the Academy deciding to take eight categories, award them before the show, right before the show, and then kind of drop edited versions of the acceptance speeches into um, into the evening. Um, I think we both decided that that was a terrible idea. We did. Okay. How do you think it was executed? Before, I know we're going to talk about one thing, but in the body of the show itself, how do you think it was executed? In the show itself, um, with the exception of not having someone come out and really kind of announce them um, and having like their own separate presenters and all that, 
it was pretty the editing on that was pretty solid I barely noticed there were, that it was missing. There were a couple where it felt like they had somebody live reading the nominees mm-hmm. because they would, you know, and they read the the winner. They cut to the audience clapping and then boom, they cut right back and the winners are on stage. Which, yeah. okay, wow, you saved yourself 30 seconds of them walking down the aisle. And ultimately, I can't see this having actually saved that much time for the Academy It didn't feel on the like program. it did. Yeah, it because maybe four or five minutes. The tops. show ended at eleven forty. Mm-hmm. Most Eastern, Eastern yeah. Yes. So, um, but most times when I'm watching this, it usually ends somewhere between eleven thirty and midnight. Mm-hmm. So, if anything, they saved themselves ten minutes. I don't think they even saved that. Not even, yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's it was kind of ridiculous. Um, just put them back in. Like, what was the point? You had a lot of people in an uproar. Um, I was actually very shocked that after Jessica Chastain said that she would not be attending the red carpet be in solidarity with the makeup team for the eyes of Tammy Faye, she actually did show up. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that they said they weren't allowing any press or really anyone in during the red carpet yeah, while if- they were doing the presenting of those awards. If you were a um, Academy member and you had a ticket to the show, you could be in there mm-hmm. for that. Um, but no press were going to be allowed access to what was going on in there. And that includes like the people in the press room who were all working off of like monitors around the room um, as they're writing their coverage. However, that didn't stop people who were in the actual auditorium from tweeting out the results. Yeah. And sending out video of the results so thank you ryan johnson again for pointing that out and i mean if you are on twitter and you just looked at trending topics you could have found all you know most of those yeah. uh winners being announced which honestly was kind of helpful as i was writing the coverage for film buff but but entirely against what the academy wanted obviously you know they even 10 minutes before the show i'm like oh Dune won best this, editing and visual effects. And we and I knew that Hans Zimmer had won for best score. And so I was already starting to formulate how I was going to approach, you know, the the piece for the site. But the Academy doesn't want that. The Academy doesn't want any of those um, surprises spoiled. Not to put a downer and, on our topic for a second, but um, I know like... Social media can be helpful for the war in Ukraine um, by getting the perspective of people on the ground. But when you're at the Academy Awards or at a Marvel movie, um, there are some things that you just don't do because it just spoils it all. Yeah, you keep it to yourself. And I agree with you. But really... The Academy should have known somebody was going to do that. Yeah, it, it, so, they, so it they're was... not. They don't keep things as locked down as Kevin Feige. <laughs> <laughs> True. It's it's just ridiculous to think you know that they went into this going yeah no one's going to tweet that out. We live in an era of social media. That's mm-hmm. part. That's actually probably three quarters of everyone's marketing campaign at this point is social media. Jessica Chastain's one of the biggest freaking TikTokers. I know who is a celebrity <laughs> I, and a good actress too. Mm-hmm. Not just yes. like 
a Kadar, or Kardashian. I almost even said that name wrong because it doesn't want to come out of my name right. Um, doesn't want to come out of my name right. Doesn't want to come out of my mouth right. Oh boy. <laughs> I really don't that like that. didn't want to come out of your mouth right either. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is going on 1230. So. <laughs> and well, it's a good thing. Um, my boss, um, told me that I could have tomorrow off. Same here. Yay. Yes. Well, I always take the day after the Oscars off from day job. Well, anyways. I was talking about you. You oh. gave me the tomorrow oh, I, off. Oh, I'm the boss. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're yes, welcome. <laughs> that is the only was, time she, that is literally the only I time I will ever admit that you are the boss of me. I know. Believe me. I know. And it went Anyways, right over your head. I know. Yeah, I wasn't, certainly wasn't expecting it. Um, In the words of Nick Frost from Hot Fuzz, Shane. It's ouch. Anyways. <laughs> um, so let's, let's take a look at really, I guess the two big winners, of course, were Kodo taking home best picture and, um, Best Supporting Actor, as well as Best Adapted Screenplay. And then, just numerically, Dune. Yeah, Dune, Dune. was the big hitter of the yeah. night in the Technical S- Awards. Uh, well, um, as we mentioned, Best um, Original Score, plus... That's a technical. I don't see, Well, it's a midway. It's a mid. I, it's, I would call I it would, a mid. I would call it an artistic. I would put score and original song you know, right below... Uh, screenplay Ver, uh, versus, you know, best sound, best visual effects, best production design, best film editing, um, best original score, and best cinematography. I mean, cinematography would be right underneath the. No, I put yeah, no, I, I put cinematography but, right above that. But and then isn't this pretty much writing. what we talked about though? That Dune's probably going to do some decent tech awards here and then when part two comes out that's when uh denny villeneuve will get recognized for best director possibly best picture and um like a best adapted screenplay Mm. award then because it's kind of like a you've finished the adaption of this formally unadaptable or thought to be unadaptable novel it aren't we calling it what the return of the king effect because well, Lord of the Rings, or at 10, Fellowship, and Two Towers both won technical awards, but it took until... Um, yeah, it was a Return of the King that Return. knocked them all home. Yeah, that's um, It was what, 13? 12? I thought it was 12. Anyways, um, but that's still pretty impressive. They got what, six? Yeah, six mm-hmm. out of 10 nominations. But However, freakily enough... Mm-hmm. Power of the Dog going into this. Yeah. Was... 12 nominations. It was the 600-pound gorilla in the room. <laughs> and weirdly enough, it walks away with best director, and that's it. It's like she was the best director, but everybody else involved was meh. <laughs> that's what it feels like. It lost best picture. Um, so this is one of those years where best director and best picture do not go hand in hand. West Side Story was the same way. He, that was the other one of the other big heavy hitters uh-huh. and the only thing that it went home with yeah. was Ariana DeBose in uh, Best Supporting Actress which at this point if anyone tries to remake West Side Story from now on Anita is <laughs> going to be known as the Oscar maker let's hope so because Rita Marino and now Ariana DeBose have both mm-hmm. taken home Oscars for the same role true 
playing the same character. Only two other times that's happened. The one time is Robert De Niro and Marlon Brando in The Godfather and Godfather mm-hmm. Part Two, and honestly, I'm not sure what the other one is. Joker. Joker. That's Heath right. Ledger Heath and Ledger and Joaquin and Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. So interestingly, you know, only in the last 40 years out of the history of the Academy has this happened. Um, it hasn't happened. This is this would be what the first time women have done it. Yes. At a go, girls. <laughs> I like that. Um, um, I need to throw a little bit of love out there for Jenny Buckman, uh, who took home the Oscar mm-hmm. for costume design for Cruella, which I called back in May of last year. <laughs> so yes, you did. I will totally <laughs> give you props. When we finished watching that movie, you just looked at me and was like, um, that, uh, there's the Oscar winner for the costume design there. I no, I actually no, I think I called it before May because as the trailers were coming out, they, I was watching the trailers and I started seeing it, and I was just and like high fashion, and you were just like clicked right in. Oh my god, it was like it was like early Vivian Westwood, and I was just like ah. Yes, I am a, I'm a little bit of a fashion nut, and uh, I do follow stuff like that, and so that's fine. Watching this. A it, lot. it gave you the edge to uh, mm-hmm. correctly predict this a category. At a least. lot <laughs> of times with, uh, actually, no, the one year that I'm usually good with costume design, mm-hmm. and I have been since probably about 2005, 2006, but the one year that I didn't get it was when the artist won. That's true. Because I was eyeing, um, I think it might have been, what year was that? Atonement? Uh, well, not Atonement. Uh, 20, that was what, 2010? Um, atonement? No. No, 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 no. no. Uh, the artist. Oh, Sorry, the artist? I was. I honestly, I'm, I'm a little fuzzy on that right now. There was <laughs> it's, a, it's late. there was a big <laughs> costume drama that happened the mm. same year, and I pinned myself there, and but, I was wrong, because sometimes it can be about um, its authenticity to the era, and not so much the amount of detail put into mm-hmm. the actual flounces and all that. But this was just. Ah, <sighs> yeah. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, and they tried to play her off, and I was like, "You don't play her off. Uh-uh. She was awesome." And she was. Yeah, she was just great. You know, she's like, she's like the cool grandma. You love your cool grandma types. <laughs> yes, I do. And I, I was like, "You don't play off a cool grandma. Come on, what are you doing here, Academy?" Uh, here here's something just really quickly mm-hmm. uh the the girls tonight are comedians amy schumer wanda sykes and regina hall funny ladies i just i need to make this joke really quickly because it's it's a nice correlation um earlier on she uh, regina hall comes out and calls a bunch of the hottest gentlemen in the room <laughs> up onto the stage for quick covid checks backstage then mm-hmm. they're all kind of in on the joke uh josh borland and um jason momoa come out on stage and she gives them a frisk on stage and you said did we just witness an assault uh yeah I didn't know that was coming uh didn't know what was still to come on on the show either so whoops <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have taken round one over round two any day. True. <laughs> but yeah, so um, you know, I've had people, you know, messaging me going, 
you know, just kind of circle back to where we started, I guess. Um, do we think this is damaging to Will Smith's career? Is this damaging to Chris Rock's career? Does everybody issue an apology tomorrow and then we all go on like grown adults? Mm-hmm. No one goes on like grown adults anymore. That's true. That's the problem. Yes. With social media and everyone having this this voice to, to voice and court of public opinion really being the only court that matters anymore. Um, yeah, I think they're both in for a world of trouble. Yeah, it's going to, it's going to be nasty and it's a shame because like I said, there was some nice, uh, there's some really great moments tonight. Yeah. That, uh, and particularly despite, when Coda won best picture. Yes. Speaking uh, of best picture. Yes. You want to talk about trouble. Lady Lady Gaga and Liza Minnelli. Oh yeah, um, not cool Academy. It, yeah, apparently um, it looked very obvious to me that unfortunately Liza Minnelli is having some health issues and perhaps shouldn't have been out there on that stage. Um, I don't want to say anything as a fiftieth well, year of cabaret. Um, I understand the um, the the desire to do that. You're doing 50 years of Godfather, 60 years of Bond. You're emphasizing some popular films as part of the history of the Academy as a way to, you know, hopefully energize people's interest in movies. I don't have a problem with that. If obviously. that was the case, I probably would have picked Joel Gray. He won Best Supporting Actor for his role mm-hmm. in Cabaret as the MC. And is just as qualified to stand on that stage as a legend as True. Liza Minnelli. True. I saw in her, and I don't want to say this, because you know I'm just some schmo sitting there on the couch watching TV. I'm certainly the last person who's qualified to make any kind of assessment of her mental capacity or her health issues or anything like that. However, she looked a little confused. And that concerned me, especially given that my own parents have cognitive issues in their declining health in their old age. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just it might not have been the best place for her. And I I worry about her dignity there as well. There is a part of me that wonders after the issue with... uh earlier on tonight, if that was probably the worst way that they could have ended the Oscars. Um, Lady Gaga is very well known for being this generous, loving, caring person who absolutely respects those who came before her. Mm -hmm. Um, But when she got out on that stage next to Liza Minnelli, who was shaking and obviously not quite cognizant of what was going around her going on around her and and Lady Gaga says you all know how much I enjoy working with legends she meant it is to be a a sign of humility but it just kind of felt a little scripted and smarmy I I didn't get that vibe from it um maybe because I was more concerned about what was going on with um Liza Minnelli than, you know, what Lady Gaga had to say, you know, and, and that's, 
you know, whatever. No, I, I, I definitely worried about Liza and that's the problem. I worried about Liza's dignity. Mm hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I think that was the worst I, thing that could have been said at that moment to preserve such. I'm not sure I agree with you there, but I understand where you're coming from. When, Definitely. when you think of a legend, you think of someone who is unbeatable, who is remembered as someone who can't be torn down. And then mm-hmm. you see them st- Right next to that. Was she saying it, though, to the audience? She was saying she it to would, the audience. She, I I felt she was saying it more to Liza herself. Well, she was looking at the which, camera, so that's, that's it, why. It felt to me she was saying it to Liza like she was trying to give her confidence to get through the moment. Um, she did look that's, down that's at Liza afterwards, yeah. but um, well, I it, mean, was, it was when, still not When everybody's not doing the, those back and forth things they're always kind of looking to camera because they're reading it off a teleprompter to begin with but it was so it was not the right words that could have been chosen to be written at that moment if anyone had seen liza prior to this they should have written something else i she shouldn't have been on that stage to begin with honestly that would have been the best case scenario yes well yeah so um um but i have to ask how many how many did you get, or were you so busy writing the article for was, Film Buff you didn't even I pay attention? I was mostly busy writing the article. Um, you know, I throw out my Oscar guesses, and then I just kind of not pay attention to actually scoring myself. But I absolutely called Best Picture for Coda. Mm-hmm. Um, remember in our uh, episode that we dropped a couple of days ago with uh, the great J.W. Colwell of Loud and Nerdy? Um I pretty much said that preferential ballot is what's going to give it to Coda. Um, I think we were all pretty much uh, in agreement on uh, Jane Campion, Power of the Dog, and Jessica Chastain. Mm-hmm. After I finally watched Eyes of mm-hmm. Tammy Faye, I could see that she was going to win it. Okay. Uh, we all, you know, we were all like Ariana Du Bois. Was... Uh, we got all the acting categories. Yeah. And. Will Smith, although I wonder... Well, uh, I, that's why I people, said all the acting co- categories and didn't name any. Yeah, it's a, well, let's let's give again some props to uh, Troy Kotzer. Yes. Um, and I think I tweeted out, you know, was like, well, who's who's second-guessing their, uh, their uh, choice for um, best actor right now <laughs> in between all of that Mishigoth that was going on? Um, let's see. Best Adapted Screenplay and Best Original Screenplay, I did not get. I know I didn't get those right. Um, for Best Adapted, I was, um, I think I was pushing for Dune. And then for Best Original was Worst Woman in the World. Mm-hmm. Which... I was hoping for um, Licorice Pizza for Original, but um, new. No, I didn't get that one. Yeah. I, I think I chose Dune as the winner, even though I didn't, I, I didn't think Dune deserved it. Yeah. Um, I thought uh, it should go to PDA. Um, adapted was what was adapted? Uh, no, uh, not uh, adapted. Original. Adapted, original was Belfast. Yeah, that was one I didn't get. Yeah. Right. I I wanted Belfast, so I was very happy for mm-hmm. Kenneth, but I thought it was going to go to. No, that's the one. Yeah. I thought that's the one I wanted to go to PTA. I'm sorry. I'm all screwed up. It is, it's yeah. late. Um, <laughs> so, no, I thought it was going to go to Dune, wanted it to be Power of the Dog, and instead Coda got it for Adapted. Um, as for original, I 
I thought it was PTA's time. I thought he would win for licorice pizza. Instead, they sat there all night with Cooper Hoffman mm-hmm. and it went to Belfast, mm-hmm. which I'm very happy for because I really wanted it to yeah. be. Um, I think Belfast we were all pretty much, you know, on point for Drive My Car winning best international feature, Encanto winning best animated feature. Yes. Flea pissed me off. Um, Flea got snubbed hard. It did. It, it's a great film. Yeah. Um, and it was just weird that it was, you know, nominated in, across, you know, a bunch of different categories. For best animated film, I still would have preferred The Mitchells versus The Machines. Um, what are you going to do? Uh, best, Sorry, Bruno. Yeah. Best documentary <laughs> feature. Um, we've got Summer of Soul, which I yes. think we were all pretty much on board with. Actually, no, I was on, I, I thought Flea would take it home in documentary because um, it didn't get animated or international. That's true, too, yeah. But instead, yeah, that was, Summer of Soul came out of nowhere okay. swiped it. Swiper, no swiping. Speaking of swiping, can we talk about really quickly about how <laughs> Netflix is going to wake up tomorrow and be super pissed that Apple how got much, there first? Yeah. Apple <laughs> Apple TV Plus got to uh, an Academy Award for Best Picture before Netflix. And how much has Netflix dumped into uh, into a Best Picture hopefuls? I mean, like The Irishman, Roma. Um, Not as much. You know, heavy, heavy, heavy push, promotions. They don't heavy promote them. That's the problem. They only heavy promote them to the academy well, yeah. in the well, film festival. Well, still costs money. They don't heavy promote them to the viewers. Th- Apple is a little bit smaller so far. Um, so they are a little more choosy and picky about what they put out, what they pick up, what they promote. Um, so honest to God, when it comes to Apple TV, apart from Ted Lasso and the morning show and servant, I don't know anything else on, on Apple TV until tragedy and Macbeth and Coda hit the airwaves. And that was when I finally picked up Apple TV for like a month, just so I could watch (laughs) just those two movies. And then I canceled it. It's fair enough. But Netflix, come on, guys. You've been around forever. You've produced so much original content, but you make mediocre movies based on an algorithm because you know those are the ones that are going to get watched. And then the ones that you hope are going to be your awards darlings and you you don't market them enough to the viewers. You only market it to those who you think are going to push it to the actual win. But when people don't know the movie, I told you about it. I told you, court of public opinion is really the only court that matters anymore. Okay, but I think that's going to wrap us up for this week. Now we're going to take a weekend off uh, this coming week, just because we've given you three hours of podcasting fun in the space of six days, and we're a little tired, and we always take a week after the Oscars off. And then the following week, uh, the week of April 8th, we're going to have a review of a brand new film coming out that made a big splash at uh, South By just a couple weeks ago. It's opening up uh, across the country, and we got a chance to see it a few days ago, and it is just... Oh, my God. It just blew us away. We're very (laughs) excited to be able to spend... First five star of the year. uh, We're very excited to be able to um, spend an hour talking about everything, everywhere, all at once. 
And coming in three weeks from now, we are going to be looking back with a retrospective of the BBC America slash AMC Plus show Killing Eve, starring Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer, and discussing the series finale. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. This has been like one of your favorite shows for the last couple of years. Oh, and come on. You Even not, you have to admit you, you, are you fell in re- love with it. I like it. Yeah. You are not ready for this to end. Though. No. I know. This is going to be a, uh, this is gonna be a three uh, hanky evening. Are you kidding that. me? I heard a, <laughs> there's a, I heard a possible spoiler about tonight's episode. Dab, 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 dab. I, I'm not, I'm not giving this spoiler, but I will say when I'm watching tomorrow, if that happens, I am going to lose my shit. I'm going to be I, calling, video calling you, crying my eyes out. I know. I know. I'm <laughs> well prepared for it. Are you? Are you? Yes. Are you prepared? But that's coming up in the next couple of weeks here on the show. I got 17 out of 22 right tonight. That's not why I'm queuing you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Remember, you can find us online at bigpicturepod.com, and we are now available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. So either use the link in the show notes post or head directly there, search and hit subscribe. And if you like what you're hearing, please leave a positive review because that always helps us connect with new listeners. We'll be back, as I said, in two weeks' time with more news and reviews. Hooray for Hollywood, and that's all right here on the Big Picture Podcast. Hooray for Hollywood. Do we finally, who